Really? Yeah. Can you freestyle now? It's pretty mega. Okay, come on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. And you guessed it, the Pit Stop Boys are on the road once again. This place is amazing. We are currently in the Ferrari Museum. We have come out to Maranello for the day, flown into Bologna. Bologna. Is that right? Yep. 7.30 flight out, and then we've got a <laughs> flight back straight after this. But we have got a very special guest sat with us. We do have a, a very special guest. <laughs> where <is it>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> Ladies and gents, please make some noise for Robert Schwartzman. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> How are you doing, mate? I'm good, you? Yeah, How very good. Happy to it? be out here. Yeah, you like Italy? Yeah, we, well, you are a bit Italian. I am, I'm half Italian. Really? I don't speak any. All right. I know, All sacrilege. Right. You, you, need to, you need to improve that. You, need to improve you, can, that. you can teach me a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, easy, easy. We make few lessons, it's fine. Perfect. I'm happy to be here, man. Like, it was raining back in England. So we come in, there's a bit of sunshine. But yeah, how was your day been, mate? Uh, my day is awesome. I woke up, had breakfast, uh, good mood, arrived here. Now we're going to have a nice interview here. We've got a nice chat. We're in a museum with yeah. uh, Ferrari wins. I don't know, guys, later maybe you'll show them a bit yeah. of the trophies. It seems to be a really nice place to be in, you know? And yeah, just have some fun. What is this called again? Uh, Sala della Vittoria. The, the Sala della Vittoria. That's yeah. it, Sala yeah. della Vittoria. It's probably the most beautiful place we've ever done a podcast. It's incredible. It's Look much better cars. than our background at home. <laughs> 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 have you ever been on a podcast before? No, that's the first time, guys. This is your first time? Yeah, my first, first time. On a yes. Wow. Okay, so basically, we just chat and it's like not a formal interview. I've seen so some, I've seen some. So I have the general idea. It's, it's much nicer like because you can chat, you can laugh, you can tell stories. Yeah. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's much more relaxed interview, we can call it this way. But That's yeah, it. it's my first time. So Let's, yeah. I want to go straight in with, oh, was, you just had your birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You were out in Monza for it. Uh, was, it was it Monza weekend or have I got that completely no, wrong? No, was, Monza was the weekend before, I think. Okay, so, yes. so podcast. the next one. Get everything yeah. wrong here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> How it's was fine. your birthday? What did you get up to? Uh, well, I just went with, my, with friends. Uh, we went to, to, to you know, to separate a bit from from whole world, just to enjoy some time together, we went out uh, a little bit. You know, had some some nice places, nice dinner. I don't know, just spent some time a bit with 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 the close people around me, and yeah, enjoy it. So it was it was really good, really good. Bit I of partying, yeah. yeah, a little bit, mm -hmm. no, not too few. much, not too. Much. I've seen I, the dancing on TikTok. No. I know you love a dance. Oh, your TikTok your, account yeah, is probably is one of the best firing. TikTok content creators <laughs> in this world. Uh, well, thank you. I'm I'm doing my best. To be honest, I I don't know if you know, guys, but initially the TikTok idea for me was mainly just to make people laugh and make it a bit more, you know, sort of happy mood and uh, yeah I think I hope that people enjoy watching my TikToks uh, nowadays I, I, I struggle a bit more because of the how much time I have mm. because I spend more time here working and I don't have much time on TikToks but yeah whenever I have a free free time I'm, I'm always down to do some some cool ideas so maybe at some point if you have some cool ideas you can you can share we can do some fun oh, we're, we're going to hop on a TikTok <laughs> trend to. together yeah. we'd love to <laughs> right. we can do all sorts of yeah. dances we'll collab <laughs> yeah. so you actually live here in Maranello yes correct Correct. And you right come here. here a lot? Yes, I have a lot of uh, sim days, so next to this building there is the factory and uh, I'm going there nearly every day, well quite a lot of days in a, in a, in a week and yeah, I work there at the sim, yeah, wow. like a proper work. How often do you drive the sim? Well, let's say nowadays it's around three to four days a week and <sighs> the working week is five, so basically most of, most of the working days. However Somewhere. soon 
FP1 in Austin. Yes. We have to congratulate you on that. That's incredible. Thank you. So Thank excited you much, for that. Thank you much. How are you feeling right now, knowing that that's what, like a month away? Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, well, first of all, it's amazing. I'm very happy. I'm very excited. At the same time, it's a bit nervous because a, I was never been in America, never, never. Oh, never been so I never been in America. I don't know what it's like. What, what, what it Everything's is. really big. That's what I found. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not gonna talk about. It. <laughs> 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 what big are you referring to? But it's fine. It's fine. Buildings, yeah, people. Okay, food, let's no, take food it. Yeah, food, massive, okay, it's man. fine. Fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so never been in America. Uh, never been in Austin. It's it seems like a very difficult track. You know, I watched the races. I also did a bit of a bit of sim. It's a pretty, pretty difficult track. So, yeah, I'm a bit like, I'm excited, but at the same time, a little bit nervous, just, you know, because a bit of pressure there. But I still, I think it's, 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 it's an amazing opportunity. And uh, I just, uh, at this stage, I have a month. I have a month to prepare myself a bit for it. You know, we're also going to do some sim work with guys so, so I can, you know, get a bit used to how the Formula One is behaving in, in Austin and how everything works there. So like this, whenever I, ha I, I sit down in a car, I'm 100% fully ready and prepared and hopefully going to show you some nice results there. Oh, we're going to be cheering you on. We can't wait. Oh, mate, we're going to be tuning in. How right. do you prepare? I mean, apart from getting in the sim, how do you pre prepare for something well, like that? Well, obviously quite a simple one physical conditions so just going to the gym you know working out with my with my trainer who is just you know typical stuff like for a driver we use most of the time is neck training neck, or like yeah. upper body just to to be, to be fully fit in um, then obviously the sim is the important thing like I said because it's not just you sort of drive and just have fun but at the same time you also learn what's actually happening with the with the car in this track where is the bumps right. the curbs which lines you should take which gears and everything so you already sort of before you even drive the real car you already set your sort of point marks mm -hmm. how it's going to be on the actual track um, so this is very important also probably you we, we also do that some preparation work so we discuss with engineers what's the program going to be like which tires we're going to use and what's the options we're going to get so they also can target a bit my my work and what i should do for them as well to give them some some help as well some info so yeah just general work together and then when we go there hopefully it's all going to be spot on i'm sure it's going to be perfect my are friend. you just doing austin on the sim and on like games over and over again on repeat is it austin on repeat ready for fp1 uh, well i will do it not at this stage but yeah closer to the dates i will sort of do most of it just austin on repeat just to you I know suppose there's no point doing yeah. another track is it yeah of course <laughs> the main focus is going to be Drive austin, around yeah. Monaco, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first time in america yeah. Yeah, and first time in this season's regulation car. But you've drove yes. F1 cars from last season. Right? Yeah, from 2021, 2020, 2018. Uh, I drove different ones, but the new one still but no. You haven't driven 2022's car yet. No, I did the development wow. of it. A lot of development, a lot of work. So on the sim, yeah, I, I I know everything about it. But on the real actual road, no, not yet. And I'm also curious to to feel yeah, how, how close it is. Yeah, how how close is to the sim and what's the differences and how does it feel in, in actually in real car. What, I, um, sorry, man, yeah, what, what game do you use? Because like, we use F1 2022, but you must have like a dedicated sim, right? Yeah, we've got traction control, ABS, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but we set quick lap times as well. Pretty um, quick. I know. Well, I know the, the F1, but it's the, the sim that we use. I don't know actually the name of the program, honestly. I don't know, but it's, I think it's a, it's a sort of like, I don't know. A special program that mm. was built up properly for actual work. So the target on the same is actually to get as close as possible to reality because we know how 
like how many test days guys have in Formula One. They have few test days at the beginning, a little bit maybe with Pirelli tests and stuff, but you don't really get much driving in the real car to get some, some experience or some information on the car. So the simulator is the biggest tool the team has to develop their car and to understand what's happening. So, as I said, I don't know the names, but it's definitely not Formula 1 2022. That's <laughs> I can tell you for sure. Well, if you play it, we'll have to like hop into a lobby sometime and actually, like, try yeah, and race try. each it's other. It's been a while since I played like a Formula 1 game. I think it, last time I did it was the, the Ferrari eSports event, which was, I okay, think, more, yeah, than, yeah. more than a year ago. So it's been a while since I drove it, actually. Let's take it right back to the beginning, because yeah. you know we know about you, what we've seen online, and we're really excited to come in and chat to you. But we'd love to talk about your journey to how you got here. Like, when did you start racing? Let's All right. go right back All right. to the right. beginning. Let me, go, let me go with it. Okay, so I will tell you a pre-story What? how did it actually happen that generally my dad put me in sort of like a go-kart and how he saw it. So the story is quite interesting. Not many people know it, but hopefully now more people yeah. are going to listen to it. Yeah, first exclusive. Let's yeah. go, let's go. <laughs> so basically, uh, we, were, we were in Israel, and uh, we went to my, my aunt, and she has also a kid, which is my cousin. He's four, uh, two years older than me. So he was four, I was two. And uh, they just gifted him, like, you know, this, like, electrical quad. Like, you know, for kids, like, yeah. made yeah, out yeah, of yeah, plastic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. put a pedal and you drive it, so basically. And they just give it to him. And as a normal kid, he drove, like, for 10 minutes. Then he got bored and he just stood up and went to play some other games. And when we went to the, to the house, I saw the squad. And my dad was obviously, obviously looking how, what is attracting me the most. And he knew that I really like cars and I had always the car models and stuff. And when he saw that, I straight away jumped on that quad. I was running this quad for like two hours until the battery ran out. <laughs> and he said there was like, like a little bit of garden and I was doing my own racetrack at two years old. So I was wow. already like looking at the corners that I was already like imagining that I'm driving something like real. That's so incredible. obviously as my dad, dad saw it, he was like, okay, this, he has something that you know attracts him this way, so it's definitely something he's he, he likes to do. So when I was four, my dad the uh, first ever time made me try the go kart, like very small go kart. I think I have a picture somewhere where it's like I was like literally I couldn't even reach the pedals. I was so small. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. But yeah, I was so small. It was so funny that this picture. Like I had the go kart basically just four tires. The chassis without any like bumpers or anything, just like a chassis with a steering wheel and a little little engine, like I don't know, 60 cc or yeah. like. And um, yeah, then I tried it on the car park with 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 my mates. There were some other kids as well driving, so we we, we tried to to see, and I, I really liked it. And it was something that my dad was was like really seeing that I was into it. And from then on, he just he just started making me drive more and more. I started to compete in races, and then I started like winning or like you know getting the podiums and he saw that I also have something that basically proves that I'm capable of doing that and when I was six the first time I moved to Italy we went to Italy because like in Europe in Italy there was the most amount of like professional racing go-kart racing mm -hmm. stuff so all the best categories and the most people and the most pr prestigious racing was actually in in Italy so we moved to Italy and I, as I said like it, it just then it just started to grow because I started again I started winning and start showing the results and my dad was like going 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 and then with the age I started you know getting up on the categories basically like in school yeah, yeah, yeah you know you have the elementary mid school high school yeah and basically that's how my career went up and then i just went forward and well well here i am <laughs> it worked yeah it worked yes it did work it did work how do you get involved in in like the greatest f1 team in the world uh, well uh that started like from end of 17 
I was in Formula Renault, and um, at that stage I was not in any program with, with no one. I was mainly just by myself. And um, at some point I just received sort of like, uh, let's call it invitation later from, from Ferrari, that they were interested in, in putting me in their junior program, or like Driver Academy yeah. it's called. Um, and yeah, I was super hyped. I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna be like a Ferrari driver." <laughs> it's a good, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good invitation. And I was like, "Damn, all right." And yeah, and then we we talked, and uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the 17, I become a Ferrari Driver Academy driver. And uh, from then on, just my, my my life started to 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 go together with Ferrari. I I start living here, start working here, training, and you know, sort of developing myself yeah. here. And that's where it, when it went. Wow, man. But yeah, it all begins from one thing. I'm a huge car fan, okay? I love cars. Without that, I think I would not enjoy as much as I do the, um, the racing and the, the, anything related to cars environment. Because like, you might consider me crazy, but I also sometimes speak with cars and I have the names <laughs> of oh, my yeah, cars crazy. and stuff. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. What car do you drive and what's your car called? Uh, my car. Yeah, what do you drive and what's it called? <laughs> Well, normally I drive I drive a Stelvio, okay, because it's a company car, so I drive it. Um, other cars I can't tell you. It's a it's I, it's a secret. I can't tell you, unfortunately. But I have other cars also. Um, the names I, I it depends. Sometimes I have a car that has this emerald car, color. And I call it emerald as as the co as the color of, like, of the of the car. Yeah. Other cars I can call it a bit in a different in a different sort of ways. Uh, it depends on how I feel it. And you know, yeah, I really treat them like they're real, like really, like they're real, like my pets That's or something. I Do you keep get them, them clean, clean all the time. Yeah, no, no, all the time. But like, I like to keep them clean, nice. That everything. If there is like something broken, it's gonna itch me so much that I need <laughs> immediately to fix it. Like immediately, it has to be perfect. Yeah. Cool. So, you wouldn't get along with Fab's car, and pretty much everything is broken on this uh, car. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, we drove to Switzerland the other week. I don't know how it made it, man. It was due a service like 300 miles ago. What car you have? A Golf. A Golf. Yeah. But Golf survives. Come on. It's good, mate. It's a good car. It got us to where we needed to go. Every <laughs> single engine light was on. Every single light. Every yeah. single light's on, yeah. <laughs> All right. We that's made cool. it there, though. What would be your dream Ferrari? If you could pick any Ferrari, what would you have? Oh, that's a good one. The Romas I think are nice. If I could actually choose two, one is going to be an old one. So it's F50. I'm in love with F50. That's my, like, when I was a kid, I love F50. Now I would probably take the FXXK, I think it's called like this, FXXK. So it's basically a LaFerrari, but for a racetrack. Oh, wow. It's unbelievable. It looks so beautiful. Well, it's got a racing engine in it. Yeah, I, no, no, I'm not sure what engine it has, to be honest. But I know that it's mainly used on the racetrack. You can't, it's not, not road car. Oh, okay, got you. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like, I would get that one and F50. Damn. You know what a 50 looks like, right? No, no, I don't know much I know what an F40 looks like. Okay, give me a sec. Yeah, give me a, sec. <laughs> Go on. a bit of education on Ferrari cars. Go on. Look at this. This. Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah, that is pretty. That's yeah, lovely. That one. That That's one. a very pretty car. <laughs> yeah. It must be quite pricey, eh? Like that. It is. It's very expensive. It's very rare, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just so beautiful. When I was a kid, I remember I used to have a poster on my wall and it had like every single Ferrari that I'd ever made. Yeah. Like, and I used to like pick out that one in particular as my, one of my favorites. Never knew what it was called though. Well, that's, that's good. I just had some mod car, car models when I was like small, just collecting the car. I still have them. You I still, still have, have them? the collection. At home. So do you. Yeah. I've got a few. What are they? Mini, yeah. They're called mini champs. 
Mini champs. Of, mini champs, yeah. But they're like Formula One cars. Oh, right. Okay. No, yeah. I had just normal, like, one, one, like, it was size 1 to 18. Oh. Like, normal normal cars. And, uh, yeah, I was just collecting them, different different types. That's, that's a cool collection yeah, to have. Yeah. I still have it, just for memory. Well, that's the journey into where you got now through the Driver Academy. I was watching last night as I was going to bed um, all your highlights from F3. I want to start in F3. All right. Because there was one thing you said when you won it, an interview straight after. You're standing there and um, the guy comes up to you and you're like, I've had like two hours sleep in the last two days before this yes. race. And I wanted to talk to you about that because when, you know, I do things and there's times where I can't sleep or I can't mm. stop thinking about it. But what's going through your head when you're about to... It's like a championship race, like. Well, yeah, I can tell you, talk, talk it through. It's actually an interesting story that it's as a, as a mental sort of situation, what was happening. So, yeah, obviously, imagine how much pressure I had. It's the final race. I, I have, like, I'm fighting for the championship. I have good chances of winning, but still, it, it's not done yet. Yeah. Mm. I go, I have sort of a home race where there's going to be a lot of people, like, watching me, and, you know, it's even more adding up to this situation. So everything was, like, going there and I'm, I was like, and there is my family, my dad there, the people who, who I love, or everybody's like cheering for me. And at uh, like two days before the Friday, so before the qualifying, like the, the two days before, I, I, like I said, I slept like two hours because I was like constantly thinking about the, like, what should I do or how, like what's gonna happen when, I be, when I'm gonna become a champion or if I'm not gonna become a champion. Yeah. All of different type of thoughts which were very difficult to, to get away. I knew it was like, come on, I need to sleep, like get it out of the head. But it, it still keeps on going. You know, it's like when you really, really worry about something, it just doesn't go. Mm. So, and to be honest, when I, when, it, when I arrived to the qualifying, I was quite dead, like mentally, like I was very tired. Obviously I slept four hours in two nights. Uh, this is not what, what helps you, especially for an athlete. That's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not enough at all. So I was very, very scared that, okay, now because of that, I'm gonna sort of like screw it up, screw up the, the qualifying, and damn, like, I was like, what's gonna happen? But at the end of the day, I, I took pole. Yeah. I took pole, and I was so surprised of, um, of how I did it because I didn't understand like how I'm so tired. Normally I should be destroyed. I should not be focused or concentrated. But at the moment I sat down in the car and I went for quality, it's like I changed. Like I woke up. The energy came. Yeah, not the energy, but like I woke up. I and and I just drove the whole quality on just on my instincts. So I did not think of anything. I was you so tired. To, it. Yes, yeah. I, I was so tired of thinking because my brain was already so tired that I just let my sort of instinct flow. Just drive the car as I feel like it driving and obviously the car was amazing the car balance was good so everything was all combined and then I took pole and as soon as I took pole I sort of had inside myself like this calm thing yeah. where I was like all right we took pole we have a good starting position I got extra four points I can be calm and tomorrow we just need to finish the race and we take the, we take the title so two yeah. seeds in Formula 2 fourth and second right uh yes that's correct yeah, I think that, that is correct. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yes. I'm glad we know between the three of us. <laughs> How was the move from F3 to F2 for you? Uh, Are they much different? All right, it was. Yeah, it obviously, it was very different. Uh, unfortunately for me, it was very different because of my dad. Um, yeah, a bit the the situation, the vibe, and to what I got used all my life to have. I sort of didn't have it mm -hmm. so it was a very big thing for me to to get used to like you know I felt a bit alone 
and even though I knew there was a team behind and there was people that were still pushing for me and they were all there, but still there was very big part of me that was missing mm -hmm. inside of me. Um, yeah, how can I say? I can't say it was good or bad. It was just like very different. Uh, obviously, um, the environment was, uh, even though it was quite similar, it was still a different championship, different things to, to, to learn and, uh, you know, pit stops, different races, uh, just everything was very different. But still, I tried to focus on the main thing, which was just, you know, the work and try to keep on working and trying to, to do the best job as possible, even with what I had. And, you know, yes, uh, well, I think still it was a very positive and good season, even though, yeah, maybe at the end of the, of the, of the championship was not the result I, w I wanted. I th I, I'm pretty sure we could have done better. Mm. Uh, but still, we had very good moments. We had, um, yeah, like I said, like good results. Um, if yeah, if I'm not wrong, I still have the the the, the record of the first three races uh, points uh, lead, like uh, both George and uh, Charles and others. Yeah, in oh, like yeah? three race weekends, I had the most points ever in F2. Let's go! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But uh, yeah, I think F2 it was it was very hard. It's very challenging to be honest. The car itself, it's a very di different and difficult car, at least for me. I, I was struggling quite a bit to understand how the car behaves because it was not fair, like honestly suitable for my driving style and I was sometimes, you know, a bit struggling how to find speed with this car. So yeah, it was, was a w big challenge. F3 was much more smooth and easy to, for, for me. Well, well, Fab actually wants to get into F4. I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he's too old? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. It depends uh, how much prep he has and how much, uh, you know. Um, but he's never been in a go kart and he's 26. Yeah, I have. You, at like a party once or twice. Yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> so you never drove a go kart? I've driven a go kart like 10 years ago. So, but I have right. the dream, I have the passion. All right, I think you should start first working on the go-kart, uh. get, getting used to the, <laughs> the feeling of driving something actually on the road, and then maybe at some point try the Formula 4. I mean, Formula 4, it's not, uh, it's not something like super difficult. I think it's, it's, you're still capable of, of doing it. It takes time. This is everything I want to hear right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is we plan on using all the money we make on the podcast to get him a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you're driving alone, though. Get this track for yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be race engineer. Fine. Anti-nots anti <laughs> <laughs> double duties. <laughs> you could be my teammate. Your teammate? Yeah, yeah. No, I can be your driver coach. Driver okay, that, coach. that helps. That'll, that'll work. All right. All right. Deal. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll drive coach you. <laughs> we actually, yeah, we want to set up our own F4 team. F4 team? Yeah. Oh, we got big goals. Yeah. Big right. goals. We're All shooting right. high. All right. Okay. What's, what's the name of it? What's Pit stop. Name? Pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. So pit stop is going for a pit stop, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Got a chance of shit now. Yeah, we saw you in the garage at the last Grand Prix. You know, you keep coming up on TV and standing there with your headset on. Yeah. Um, well, I wondered, like, over that weekend, what are you taking in? What information are you taking in whilst you're there? Like, what are you doing over the weekend when you're there? Well, um, first of all, I'm mostly, like, talking and chatting and working with engineers. So I'm sort of like uh, like race, like professional racing driver. They always keep in touch with, with engineers and they work. They have different people doing different stuff. And I'm just there with them, just listening to what's the, what they're talking about. Uh, obviously, sometimes we speak and we mm -hmm. discuss some stuff. I also help from my side, from same experience, to, to sort of 
give them some indications or some some help yeah uh, obviously they know much more than I do in all the technical stuff with the car and so I just try to sort of help my, from my side but at the same time also listen to what's happening to learn like what they do in this situation what's the plan in this in another situation so yeah it's just just interesting I'm just being a part of a team and uh, as a sort of like third driver who is unfortunately at this stage not driving but he is like a, like an actual driver who is there with them and like being a part of it so that's why whenever I'm with a headset I, I listen to what what the engineers talk about and what they discuss with, with, the, with the driver and yeah like basically like being being there next next to next to racing driver who's your who are you closest with like not in terms of other drivers but when you're at a, a race weekend who are you like dealing with the most is it like your physio or your um, performance coach or well this year or last last year I guess in like f2 and f3 well, to be honest, it's hard to say. I don't have like a, a person which I dedicated time the most, and then all the rest a little bit. No, mm. I think it's all quite equal. I have the engineers, obviously, that I speak with. I I have my my physio. I have some I don't know my friend like the people who I work with who are like my friends who I can talk to. It's it's quite equal. I try to make it quite you know equal. Don't don't focus mm. just on some some one person and that's it yeah uh but yeah and if one in f1 as well like whenever i work I, I i always talk with a lot of people and we discuss some stuff because you know everybody has some 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 information and some new stuff to to give yeah what have your like friends from home been saying about the fact that you're going to be driving in austin fp1 in this season does everyone get really excited yes there was actually pop? yes yes there was people like really calling me and saying yeah congratulations man finally and i was like yeah well <laughs> Calm it down, all right? It's I've made it, I've made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I've made it, yeah. But I, I'm looking at more like, calm it down. There is still way to go, and we still need to do the good job. So too early for congratulations. Like, come on, thanks for it anyways that you <laughs> you say, say it. But I, I still, like, it's still not done. So, yeah, yeah let's let's just, I try to focus on what I have to do on my work, and uh, let's see what's, what's going to happen. What helmet will you be wearing? You helmet? Mine? Yeah. So, so have you got a helmet designed that you'll wear for that? Yeah. And what's on your helmet? How do you design I, it? I, well, I, have, I think I'm going to wear my normal helmet, so my like, Ferrari, my design helmet. I'm, I don't think we're going to do a, a special edition for Austin. I don't think so. You should, oh, put, the, you should put the Pit Stop logo on it. <laughs> May have a few branding issues there, but right, it's worth a try. Right yeah. Great work. Right You've got top. to ask. <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't get Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Jake. I would absolutely love to see that Pit Stop logo on his helmet <laughs> i don't know if we're going to be able to make it happen but we can hope we can hope we can hope guys really hope you've enjoyed part one i need to shoot off because i'm going to a wedding Ooh, fabs is going to is it your wedding no it's not it's my sister's wedding <laughs> we're filming this and uploading it on saturday as a bonus episode we hope you guys are enjoying it uh before you go over to part two please do hit the follow button on our podcast it really helps us out as you're going over to part two rate it five stars that really helps as well and the full videos on YouTube if you fancy watching it. Yeah, it's there. You can see the Ferrari Museum. Uh, part two's got a bunch of exclusives oh, yeah, and sneaky you've got stories. To to part so two is a big one. Guys, make sure you tune into part two. But for now, au revoir. Robert, you're an absolute legend. Ferrari, thank you so much. And see you in part two. Spirit Studios.